38, 39, 40 quarters. This better be good. Game over. Please deposit 40 quarters. What a rip! Tim Jasmine. And I'm Sterling. So I am hosting this thing. <laughs> Dig it. We're going to kick it off by talking about how each of us got into gaming. Um, I'll go first, I guess. Well, first, what is the episode about? Oh. Uh, this episode's going to be about E3 and the basically the nerd Super Bowl that we just had. Does anybody know what E3 stands for? No. Really? Oh my gosh. It is Electronics the, Entertainment Expo? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't even start as a video game thing. It was like um, TVs and sound systems and stuff uh, like that, which was really funny. And then the gaming market essentially just kind of set its shit on the table. <laughs> this is and, Yeah, and then just like <laughs> slapped everybody off to the side. If you ever watch um, old episodes of Tech TV or anything like that, um, they actually went to E3 and you would see them. They would like have cars oh. with sound systems and all this crazy stuff and then they were like computers and video games. Yeah, this is more fun. Yeah. This is, this is <laughs> way more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to refer to it as like the Nerd Super Bowl because basically it's just like a whole weekend where like... I would say it's like the Nerd All-Star Games because it's like everybody's showing off what they got, um, but they're not really competing. Are Super Bowl's competing? The, the Super Bowl's like the only reference that I get. Gotcha. It's sports. Sports. <laughs> sports. <laughs> yeah. They're like not competing necessarily but like everybody likes to get on the comments like after E3 and go so and so won this whole thing it's just like nobody there's like not a clear winner everybody's yeah like the fans win win. you guys can like complain and bitch about like the games that you didn't like or like that had females kissing and that you're pissed off about (laughs) we will get to that later was actually really excited about that (laughs) we will get to that later but (laughs) it was a great way to take the character Whatever. We're not even there yet. Yeah, we're not even there yet. Sex. So. Now that we have your attention. Vote you know. <laughs> for Bart. We're going to talk about how we got into gaming. Okay. So, the first video game that I got to play, because like my siblings were kind of dicks, and we're just like, oh, video games are for dudes, not for females, and I'm just like, haha, jokes on you, I don't identify as female. But anyways, <laughs> um... The first game that I played was Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Ooh. And that was like the first game where I was just like, holy crap, this is amazing. The story is like spectacular and like I fell in love with mm. the 
uh, Legend of Zelda after that. Um, and then from there, I played like random games like Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> left, triangle, yes. I love that game. That's it's so a great much game. Fun. <laughs> Um, and then I played like Crash Bandicoot and stuff like that. Um, but I like really started getting into gaming with Elder Scrolls. Like, really? That's when I sat down and was just like, I'm gonna pump out all these like hours mm. to upgrading my character. And then from there, I was just like, yeah, I'm definitely like an, a role playing game type of person. Very cool. Well, being the old man of the group, um, video games have still uh, been in my life for a long time. I mean, I remember uh, when my mother worked at a bar when I was a kid, you know, she would bring this there every now and then, and the owner of the place would, um, t- you know, open up the video game machine, take out like a jar of quarters and hand it to us and just let us go nuts playing nice. Pac-Man, which was cool. <laughs> um, you know, once I uh, moved out on my own and got my own video game system, um, started playing games like uh, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto... Uh, I didn't play Grand Theft Auto 2, but starting at Grand Theft Auto 3, those are some of the great best games around. Um, of course, played uh, the WWE games because I had to make myself a character and become a champion. Um, Ray's like, the Can't fuck? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then stuff like Madden. Um, I, I'm the type of player, I don't like to lose in video games much, so when I do play Madden, it's always uneasy, and I never lose a game and win like 100 to 14. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> uh, my start in video game was actually from my grandpa. He got me, uh, well, he kept it at his house, but uh, we would go to his house if we had, like, hurricanes or anything coming through the, the old Florida area. <laughs> and uh, you, you'd be inside for weeks at a time, so you can't really go outside. So we had heavily invested in board games and video games. My first video game was Mega Man, and it was the coolest game ever. I love that game. Um, and then over time, it I followed Nintendo for a very long time. It was like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, 64, um, to GameCube. And then it wasn't until the Xbox where I kind of strayed away from that and then got into PCs, which was fun. Nice. Yeah, I've never been a huge Nintendo fan. I mean, Mario is always fun to play, but it's like the difference between Disney and Looney Tunes in terms of cartoons. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for the, you know, the Disney's way better. You're right. No, no, Looney Tunes is. I mean, the, 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 the yeah. No. What was the last Looney Tunes movie you went and saw? The original Looney Tunes, not the, not the recreated garbage. Um, Space Jam, does that count? No. Space Jam is awesome. I think Space Jam should count. No, the last two Looney Tunes thing for me would be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh. Mm-hmm. That was great. Disney characters in that. Yep. Yep. But, the, but, but who ended it? Porky Pig. And Mickey Mouse. No, Porky Pig said the Mickey last Mouse was like, ha oh. You don't question yeah. me. Anyway. <laughs> you know there's only one guy who does the voice of Porky Pig? After Mel Blank died, they only have one guy. No, I think he had passed away, Joe Lasky. Really? Yeah. What? Yep. Oh my god. Childhood destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. It, it's ridiculous to watch him do the voice of Porky Pig because it is such a hard voice to do. Like, you're pretending to have a stutter. Huh. It's it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> well, 
Yeah. Now that we've shared our stories. <laughs> there we go. Let's get into the thick of things. We're going to start off by talking about uh, the corporate overlords over at EA. Yeah. They started on Saturday <laughs> with their announcement of sports games and other things. Basically, <laughs> I feel like basically it was just like, sports. here's a sports game and here's another other sports, sports game. game. <laughs> Here are the three biggest sports games in the world right now. <laughs> that they, that, that it's essentially just a roster update with one or two new features on gameplay, which I mean, I think we've talked about on previous episodes. It's, that is the frustrating part about sports games is that they, every year, 50 bucks buy this brand new game yeah. and yet it's not really a brand new game. Or you can drop $200 and get the special edition with a hard metal case. Like, it just, it drove me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So they they also announced Battlefield. Was it an announcement? Like, it, for the new it, Battlefield? It had already been announced. They announced more features, like the Battle Royale system and Got things it. like that. Okay. So you've had a genre uh, or not even a genre, a title like Battlefield that's gone for uh, realism and I, I don't know, they've kind of played the spectrum because you have Bad Company and then you yeah. have like Battlefield what, 4? Battlefield 5. Four. Well, 5 is the number oh, well, right? I thought you were talking about Battlefield 4 and they went with like some real realism with World War 1 and they were like hey, mm-hmm. these are people who actually died in World War 1 that you're playing as and now I see like a lady with a robot hand that looks. Yeah. As, how do you feel about that? I, I, if I, if I have a war game that is like World War One or World War Two, I like historical accuracy. Maybe I don't know. Not so, zombies. This is gonna me. sound like really shitty, but like I honestly don't care. Yeah. It's mostly just because like I'm those games don't interest me. Gotcha. So like. I think it's really cool that they're adding, like, a female character to totally. it. I, I think Absolutely. that, like, with a lot of these games, I saw a lot more representation of, like, women. And I think that's, like, totally badass. Yeah. Because it's a long time coming. Like, if you can play as an orc or a fucking like, <laughs> tiny little rabbit. I don't want to be a female orc. Yeah, like, I don't understand why people are getting so butthurt over having to play as, like, a female. You could just, like create a male character yeah. and like get the fuck over it like yeah. I don't get why people continue to make such a huge deal about gender just yeah. like shut up drop in yeah build a bridge get the fuck exactly. over it yeah like take the hell either play the game or don't play the game like you don't have to be like oh I'm gonna spend $60 on this game so I have to play as a fucking female character and like, I'm gonna complain all yeah, about it I'm just gonna, I'm gonna love this game play over 100 hours <laughs> and complain all the way exactly that's like, America. Yeah, yeah. Don't get the game. But uh, Unraveled Two looked good. That game looked so cute. Right? I will Did say. you play the first one? No. It's really, really funny. You play as a ball of sentient ball of yarn, and you use your yarn to traverse landscape, and it's a lot of fun. It looked like a super cute game. Yeah. And you get like a little little character. Who's the main yarn? Yarn dude. The red one. The red one. So the red one's the main one. Yeah, the blue one is now in the second one with co-op, which is fun. So they gave him a little buddy. Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Anthem. Anthem is with EA, and they showed gameplay footage of that. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm going to talk about robot suits for a little bit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you give me a jetpack, a robot suit, guns, you'll, you'll have me sold. I'm sold on this game. <laughs> I haven't even played it or seen it yet. I, I've watched a little bit of the gameplay trailer, but who knows? Because I always love when they say uh, video is with game engine, not actual gameplay footage. Um, but the main characters, uh, you essentially have a character that you can select of like heavy, all-around sniper wizard. You know what I mean? You run around a planet that's just insanely deadly, so you need a robot suit to do it. It has an opening sequence where they're just flying around doesn't look like there's a wall, doesn't look like there's loading screens, and they see some dudes, and the guy just dives into water, and then in the water, goes down about 20 feet, goes through a tunnel, pops up the other end, and then kind of flanks these bad guys. When he jumped into the water, I was sold. I was like, okay, if we can play like that, I'm down. Let's see. I'm looking at the different classes now, and I think I definitely play as the Storm Storm class. Wizard. Because anything related to, like, wizards. Yeah. Sold. Heavy. (laughs) Just going to get a mortar on my shoulder and just kill stuff. (laughs) Let's see. Um, So I wanted to talk about subscription gaming because I know a couple companies are now having something that's, like, subscription-based where, like, you get access to all the games if you Mm -hmm. pay a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. Xbox has been doing that. Yeah, Xbox, EA, and then I think someone else announced announced it. Do you think that the future of gaming is leaning more towards subscription-based? It... I mean, we've we've been using subscriptions on consoles for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live, that that kind of goes without saying. But when you have Xbox Live and then on top of it a subscription to play games, I don't know because yeah. you you have this minute to minute mentality with a lot of gamers and then you have the people who are like deeply entrenched in nostalgia where they like to have the thing Yep. even if it's digital or if it's a hard copy people like being able to hang on to it and I've noticed like the EA pass and some of the other game passes they don't stay on the the subscription. They might cycle out. They might move stuff through. Um, which is kind of good and bad because you get new content, but then you might lose old content and you might actually have to buy it all over again on yeah. top of your subscription. But to the um, point we talked about earlier with the sports games, especially from EA since they have the NFL license yeah. and everything, why not have one core game and then have a subscription to where every year if you continue as yeah. a subscriber you get the new roster update, you get the new totally. mechanics uh, update um, as long as you have the uh, compatible system. You know, I think that would make uh, purchasing a sports game a lot more palatable. Um, you can't make money off of that. 
Hmm? We well, through the subscription infinity dollars if you're making a subscription based thing. Hmm. Yeah, because it's it, you're going to have some people like me who can buy like a three or four or five year old NFL game and be completely happy, and then oh. you're going to have people that want to have the new players right away without having to spend you know 700 hours in a create a player create a franchise. Uh, well, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Uh, on top of that, how do you feel about microtransactions? I feel like EA actually touched on that in their... They've been doing it since uh, The Sims. Like, they'll totally. release The Sims 4 and then afterwards they'll be like, okay, you need to pay another $60 to get Sims 4 Seasons. You need to pay another $60 to get <laughs> Sims 4 Pets just to have, like, a pet yeah. in the game. I think it's bullshit. Well, yeah. to me, a good microtransaction in a game is something that I don't necessarily need. Like with uh, Clash of Clans, that's a game that has plenty of microtransactions, but in theory, as long as you're really, really patient, you don't have to spend a dime to be able to accomplish anything in that yeah. game, and which actually impels me more to spend more. Whereas the games that, you know, the microtransactions are critical to advancing to another level, that's bullshit. Totally. My whole thing is if I'm paying $60 for a game, that should be that. The yeah, game should be done. The whole game. Exactly. The game should be done, complete, whatever. I don't have to pay anything else. I don't think I don't like the whole like microtransaction thing. Yes, it makes corporations money, mm-hmm. but like at the same time it's making a lot of gamers unhappy because not everybody can afford to keep shelling out yeah. money to like get one upgrade that like they may or may not need. Well let's talk about a game like Clash of Clans. Do you know the daily income for Clash of Clans? Probably in the billions. It is over $2 million a day in micro microtransactions. Holy crap. Because it's a free-to-play game. Mm-hmm. You have games uh, on mobile systems. Um, and I don't know if you noticed that, but there was a lot of focus on mobile games yep. uh, this EA, uh, E3. Um, and it's it's really interesting where you're sitting and, you know, things like uh, Candy Crush and mm-hmm. then... Um, you have a few announcements that we can talk about later, but these little things from hundreds of millions of people add up very quickly. And when you could easily have a solid game that doesn't throttle you because you're leveling up too fast or stop you because you've gone through too many levels too quickly, it's kind of weird. I wanted to talk about, um, what is it, the Star Wars game that they announced? Yeah. Why did the guy look so nervous when he was presenting it? Because uh, <laughs> Star Wars fans are vicious bastards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he so, went, like, literally after every word, he was like kind of like nervously waiting. To get waiting. With the baseball bat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so they announced expansion material for a game that's already out. Okay. So, Battle or uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. I don't know if you were paying attention, but had a lot of controversy with it. Was that the one with the microtransactions? Yeah, like, that started that whole conversation. Yeah. Okay. So before the game even came out, people were pre-ordering, which was great. Yep. And then they announced microtransactions, and then people canceled their pre-orders, and. Um, pre-orders coming from my background in uh, uh, game stores that I used to work at pre-orders are like a pulse for how a game is going to do and also it allows them to see orders ahead of time and then it allows them to fulfill those orders and then they gauge 
how many copies of a, a video game they have that aren't pre-ordered. Um, so they were just hemorrhaging pre-orders, canceling them left and right uh, players when they heard that, that EA actually took it off of their website that you couldn't cancel your pre-order on the website. You had to call customer service to cancel your pre-order. Dang. The, the launch for the game was pretty mediocre. I would say it flopped, but you still had people who bought it, and you still had people who bought essentially the, the pay-to-win system. Hmm. And when Disney had, you know, kind of taken control of, like, the Star Wars franchise, they kind of dropped the hammer. They were like, no microtransactions. And they kind of made EA play ball. Good. So it's it's very interesting to see because they're focusing on DLC. They're not trying to spit out a new Battlefront game already, which is just, ugh. Well, I'm glad nobody booed him because he looked like he was about to piss his pants. Well, he was about to piss his pants because he's like... (laughs) Trying to tell people, hey, you're going to have to pay for this. Yeah. (laughs) After all of this. Um, And so the the last game that uh, EA had that looked pretty interesting was uh, Sea of Solitude. Did you guys watch gameplay footage of that? Uh, I probably did. I'm going to be honest, a lot of these games that have these weird names without too much uh, information, <laughs> they all just start to sound like indie band names. <laughs> you know what I mean? This one's definitely like an indie band name, but this one is a game about what it looked like. It was about like a lonely girl trying to become a human again. Like it deals heavily with like emotions and like depression and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which I thought was pretty cool to have a game like that and it looked really pretty, but I wasn't paying attention during this yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the other thing. It's hard to like grab people's attention when, you know, I just want to see a trailer. Just show me a game trailer. Don't talk. Just keep, like, I, I hate watching YouTube for the game trailers too, because it's like people reacting to the game trailer. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to watch you react. I want to react. I don't and tell care. You about my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's the end of EA. Overall, their announcements were meh. Yeah. I was only interested in Anthem. Yeah. Everything else I was Anthem, just like, Anthem was definitely on my radar. Yeah, I basically was just like, okay, I don't care. Yeah. Well, we have uh, CEO Dude Bro over at Microsoft <laughs> that pronounced... Like, no, literally, when he came out on stage, I was just like, I can smell the Axe body spray from here again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Xbox, they actually have exclusives. Yeah. <laughs> like, they had yeah. stuff to announce this year. <laughs> they, they try to focus on exclusives every year. It's, yeah. it's something that they really, really cling to. And they, they really, uh, I don't know if you ever see Project ID, indie developers. So they try to really focus on indie developers, help them. That's where we get like really cool games like Mugman, mm-hmm. uh, Cuphead and Mugman. That was great. Yeah, they were talking about that, and then they bought the studio for uh, We Happy Few. Yeah. Um, what was it? Don't you love when companies do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsoft is, I mean, they did that with Lionhead Studios. They did that with Bungie. Yep. I mean, you, you see it left and right. They're like, we have, like, lightning in a bottle, and they're just like, they 
they're like the possessive girlfriend. They just don't want to let you go. But that stuff like that ultimately kills creativity. I mean, it's happening Absolutely. in Hollywood. Yes. It's happening in Hollywood as well. I mean, the, the more these smaller companies are bought, like Disney, um, you know, putting in their bid for 20th Century Fox, and now Comcast is coming yep. uh, with another counter bid for 20th Century Fox. I mean, the more everything gets consolidated to one or two big companies, the less likely you're going to have, have anything original coming out of these companies. Well, uh, what we saw with games like Fable is Lionhead Studio kind of kicking out a game, similar game, little new features here and there, uh, to essentially where they just kick the developer out, fire the entire staff, and then they keep the IP. Learn their secrets and then hire yeah, people at a cheaper rate to keep doing the same job, yeah. That's crappy. Um... <laughs> I'm happy that, like, We Happy Few and also uh, Hellboy Senwa's Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they have, like, Microsoft, but at the same time, I hope they still make their games to Multi- everyone. Yeah, Because I would still like to play, but I'm not going to go out and buy an Xbox to play it. I recently just sold my Xbox. <laughs> I wasn't playing anything. I've never owned an Xbox. Good. <laughs> um, personal there. Yeah. Oh man, I was so salty. I was like, you can only play Halo and Gears of War so much. Yeah. Speaking of which, Gears of War. Exactly. Yeah, they announced <laughs> Gears of War. How do you think? I didn't. So I haven't played the Gears of War series. Oh, so good. I know. I really need to pick it up and start playing because, like, that's been a series that has like interest me because yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, this looks super cool. I don't know things with guns. I'm just like. Eh. Not only guns, guns with chainsaws. Yeah. See, like, <laughs> How can I improve on this? Chainsaw. <laughs> yes. If there's no magic in it, I'm like not about it. So I was. I just mean, there's like, kind of magic. Kind see, of. Yeah. So I feel like I'd be interested now, but I want to go back and play the other games. But mm. what did you think about it? Uh, they didn't show too much. Uh, which was fun. They showed, uh, I would assume, what appears to be a flash-forward a few years from the previous game. Um, What was really fun was the previous Gears of War, Gears of War 4, kind of focused on the kids of the original trilogy of Gears of War. Um, A lot of questions that didn't get answered. Uh, A lot of stuff that was happening, and you're kind of just fighting your way through it, and you're just like, what? What? Who's this? Who are they? (laughs) Oh, look, he's old. You know? like So, uh... The Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of that. Uh, I would assume we get more questions. Uh, I like how they kind of changed the theme of, like, cold. I guess there's a lot of ice where they're going. They're going to the northern part of, uh, the, the world in Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Um, they also announced Gears of War Tactics, which is going to be, like I said, an, another mobile game that's yeah. like turn-based um, RPG, I guess. Looks fun, but I don't think I'm going to buy it. Now, how many of these trailers, though, have something solid in the works? I mean, I know at uh, E3 in the past, you would have, um, I forget which company did it, but the, like Duke Nukem Forever, they, oh, yeah. that company would come out with a, yeah. with a commercial every single year, but mm-hmm. then no game. I mean, yep. how confident are we that uh, the, any of the trailers that we have are going to be for games coming out anytime soon? Usually, like, 85 to 95%, like, sure, it's going to release within the next five years. Mm-hmm. Um you will rarely, 
get something like that, but they happen from time to time. Or you're like extremely disappointed, where it's like, here's what we showed, here's <laughs> one tenth of that, and you're gonna pay fifty nine dollars for it. Uh, it. It's pretty crazy. Let's see. There's the Division Two that they announced. I don't. Did anybody? Did you play Division? No. Okay. Uh, Tom Clancy. He's always fun. Uh, really good post-apocalyptic story. Uh, uh, an engineered virus destroys New York, um, and then all of these sleeper agents just get woken up. So they're just like, "Hey, remember that thing that you don't remember? Yeah, you're a secret agent now. Save the city." And um, yeah, they just wake up a bunch of sleeper agents in New York, and you have to fight. The fun thing about the game was you could squat up with like friends online, and then they go into the dark zone, mm-hmm. which essentially is where a bunch of uh, radio chatter satellite feeds don't work, and then you fight other agents for loot and gear, and it was really, really cool, because it gets crazy competitive where uh, you might have 12 people who are working together to get loot and then one person might just kill everybody or just cut all the loot out and burn it. It's kind of fucked up, but it was fun. And then they released a DLC patch that ruined the game. And I never played again. <laughs> so it was, it was completely unplayable. Um, enemies wouldn't die... Um, bosses would hit you through walls. It just was not fun. Uh, uh, the other thing, too, is like Tim was talking about, you know, where companies don't deliver. You saw a very pretty, very polished game. Yep. And it got toned down like 10 degrees. And a lot of people were upset with it. That's why I feel like this game looked. It looks interesting, but I feel like this is one of those games that I would have to wait to see gameplay gameplay footage of to actually see if it's yeah. like worth the hype. I got I got scorned pretty hard, so it would have to be really good for me to even consider playing again. This is like a relationship. No, no. <laughs> I was so excited for that game. All my friends bought it. We were but now I don't trust that bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. So upset. Uh, new Tomb Raider. I stopped playing. Same as the old two. I was going to say. Um, <laughs> no, they, it's a completely new. They look form. amazing. I'm going to be honest. They look amazing. I've gotten a few of the games for free when I had like my Xbox Live subscription stuff like that. I played it. It's good. Um, Uncharted's better. Ah, really? Always. Uncharted is great. If you've ever played Uncharted. That was another game. Like I really liked the original Tomb Raider. Uh huh. Um, PlayStation. Yes. Yes. PlayStation. Completely agree. That one was really good, and I like really liked that Laura Cross. Yeah. I don't know, like this the new one. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. They like 
change the graphics. It's made by Square Enix. It looks yeah. cool. And it looks like it's... Uh, I haven't played the new ones yet. I'm definitely familiar with the originals, of course, but it seems like they're take. It, 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 was the relaunch, and what was it, the PS3, was that essentially like a reboot for the series? Essentially. Yeah, because it just... The tone-wise, it's a lot more darker than the original Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. The original Tomb Raider, had, I mean, the, the movie wasn't an <laughs> epic, but it definitely did cap the original movie definitely yeah. did capture that was my first celebrity crush though Angelina Jolie me too Woo. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I first damn yeah. that was a really good movie yeah. um a random skate game that was thrown in there I thought it was going to be like a new Tony Hawk pro skate <laughs> uh, I think Tony's done with those games man He he's tried and it just doesn't work anymore He's so 90s. Oh, man. He's so cool, though. He's so cool. <laughs> Follow him on Instagram. He's a great guy. He's <laughs> like this... a hipster dad club. Dude, he's the best hipster dad. Oh, my God. Is if he I... still skating? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't he, like, 50? He's in his late 50s. Wow. Yeah. He's like Keanu Reeves. He doesn't age. Like, he just it, looks the same. It's crazy. Like, he had a video where he's, like, skateboarding, and he's got his daughter between his legs while he's, like, skateboarding in, like, uh, a bowl, and he's doing tricks, and he's having fun, and people are like, oh, my God, you're putting that child in danger. And it's like, I would feel safer with Tony Hawk holding a child on a skateboard than normal people holding their child in their hands. Because that dude is just ungodly at skateboarding. And do you think he would post a video where he goes, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and lastly, Dying Light 2. Does anybody want to talk about it? Because um, I kind of want to move on to the next part. Not really. Okay, cool. And with that, another episode of Friends Talking Nerdy is in the books. We thank you all for listening. This is Tim Jowsma here. Remember to tune in again next week to hear our continuing discussion about all things related to this past year's E3. We go into further depth uh, and some of the other games that have been released by some of the other major companies out there. Remember to subscribe to Friends Talking Nerdy on iTunes, the Google Play Music Store, as well as Spotify. You can also check out our entire back catalog of wonderful shows on friendstalkingnerdy.com and also if you have the opportunity feel free to support us on Patreon we would definitely appreciate it Um, we want to make this show as best as we can possibly be and we want to see it grow and one way things uh, like artistic enterprises can grow is with a little bit of extra cash so head on over to Patreon head on over to friendstalkingnerdy.com if you want some, some more information there and again next week our continuing coverage of E3 we will see you then.